Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams. And as we sit here and kind of wait for the appeal of the Hendrick Motorsports cars and the Justin Haley car to make its way through the NASCAR appeals process, I thought it might be a good idea to have Chris kind of walk us through uh, what they did and, 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 and why they're in trouble with NASCAR. So uh, he's going to spend some time when we catch up with him in a second talking about that. I also think it's interesting since we talked last that Denny Hamlin has decided, oh, wait, I am going to appeal my punishment from NASCAR, uh, considering that he uh, at first just let it go. But I I, I think he's trying to make a point here. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the point is. Um, I said all along I had no I, no problem with what he did. Um, I only had a problem with him, with him telling on himself. And I think think that if NASCAR rules something a racing incident, it should be a racing incident, which is kind of what Denny has said. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how this all shakes out with those two appeals. Going to Atlanta this week, which I'm going to talk about this in my final thought, but I love Atlanta. Um, I love the wide opening of it, the, the pure speed. It's usually pretty good weather, although I think it's going to be a little cold this weekend. Um but I love that track. And I didn't hate the plate racing or the, what do you, what do you call it now, the, the super speedway racing on that track as much as I thought I was going to when I went in person in July. Um, I still love the old Atlanta. I still think the old Atlanta is great. But I don't hate this as much as I thought I would. But we're going to talk about that in my final thoughts. I don't want to give too much away on my thoughts on that. Our guest this week is Chris Busher. Love talking to Chris Busher. Love catching up with Chris. He's always so thoughtful and insightful. I love what they're doing over at RFK Racing. That is a team that is definitely on the rise. And both teams now. Last year, it seemed like one team would hit, the other team will hit. I know Chris is not really getting the finishes that he would want this year, but both these teams are running at a much more consistent level than they were at this time a year ago. So excited to catch up with Chris and share that conversation with you on how their season is going. So lots to talk about, lots to uh, discuss as far as the happenings over the last week or so goes. So let's get this fired up. I'm joined as always by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief of the number 75 food country truck in the Craftsman Truck Series. Chris, NASCAR lowered the boom on Hendrick Motorsports yesterday, the largest fine ever levied for an organization. You're standing there in front of a photo of a louver, the part that Hendrick is accused of altering. First of all, what does it do? And then why did NASCAR come so hard on them for changing it? Okay. Uh, Heather, first thing, what it is, what it does, that this is a louver that goes in the hood of every race car. It's, it's made by a third-party company. It's dictated by NASCAR. Locations are specified. And this is a this is an arrow device. Uh, it channels air. It, it it forces it one way or another. It uh, directs it or whatever. And and the purpose of this thing is actually an equalizer, so to speak. Uh, all the cars are not the same as far as model to model, make or make. Ford, Toyota, Chevrolet in the wind tunnel. Aerodynamic properties, aerodynamic values are not the same. Some a little better than others. So they use these as an equalizer because they're not all made the same for each brand of car, okay? Uh, in other words, the Chevrolet, the Ford, the, the Toyota, or is these going to be a little bit different to try to make the cars equal arrow-wise? 
what happened with Hendrick Racing and Colleague, uh, the Chevrolet teams, they they showed up to Phoenix uh, with with louvers that were actually made for a different model car, different make car, not a Chevrolet. And I'm not sure whether they were Toyota or Ford, but that's what they that's what they had in the hoods of their race cars, and it was to give them an aerodynamic advantage, obviously. So <clears throat> I think NASCAR did what they were kind of backed in the corner to do. They uh, they didn't really modify this part. They didn't change it. It just wasn't meant for their car. It was for somebody else's, a different make. So I think they stepped in and said, look, we can't get this type of thing started. We can't, we can't, you know, this is going to open up a can of worms. So we're going to have to kind of Barney Fife nip it in the bud right here. So I think they came down pretty hard. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit astounding, the points and a lot of money. So I, I think what this is going to do is deter anybody else from going to some other part of the car or area of the car and say, okay, maybe we can get away with this. The risk is way more than what the reward might be. And that's what these teams are trying to find out before they get to playoff time. Chris Denny Hamlin also caught a penalty on Wednesday for admitting he wrecked Ross Chastain on purpose at Phoenix. NASCAR had no choice but to penalize him, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I think they, in their mind, they, this is another example of we don't want to open this up and open up a can of worms. Um, but personally, myself, this is me talking. I'm, I'm like, eh. I, I mean, all the guy did was tell the truth. You know, he, he felt like he owed Chastain some from previous incidences. Um, I'm not sure anybody can argue that very much. Um, I think Ross just kind of took it and went on. Uh, Denny had said several times along through that, okay, that's another one. That's another one I owe him. And it came up, and I guess it was time, and and the two cars came together and they crashed, and and Ross was out of the race, and so was Denny. I think they had a few words after the race, which became no big deal. And somebody asked Denny, "Hey, did did you wreck him?" He said, "Yeah, you know, yeah." So. Um, <clears throat> Is that what we want in our sport? Probably not. And I think NASCAR sees it that way, and they just, want, they just don't want this to get ugly. Now, that's, I'm telling you what they're seeing from their side of the story, and I don't disagree with it. Do, do, I, do I agree that they kind of need to find the guy for telling the truth? Uh, my old school says, no, let them let go. If you want to let them go, let them go. You know. So anyway, uh, again, this sets another example. This is just... This is where the line in the sand is, and now everybody from here on out knows. And as long as they're consistent, with, and for me, as long as they're consistent, it's their game. They, they gotta know what's best to, for you know, the future of the sport and what's going on now. So I, I, I think it's okay one way or another. This is not your father's Atlanta Motor Speedway. Race is more like a super speedway now. So what is the key to getting around Atlanta in 2023? I, I think, first of all, Heather, I, th I think you, the drivers are going to have to be really patient. You said it. This is now a super speedway race, okay, on a mile and a half racetrack. That in, in, especially in certain areas, the transition from the turns to the straightaways, uh, mainly, uh, it's very narrow. Okay, so there's not much room for error. Um, th these, these cars are gonna be running really fast, you know, close to 200 miles an hour at some places on the racetrack. They're, they're gonna be wide open for a lot of the time. Now, one, I talked to a couple crew chiefs this week, 
and and one concern is one thought you know nobody's been on the racetrack since uh since the last race in in july i believe it was and in july there was it was already the pavement was deteriorating a little bit and it was losing some grip so remember there is no practice this weekend the guys show up they go through technical inspection they push out on the line on pit road they get in the car they run one lap and that's qualifying. The next lap is going to be the green flag to take the race. So there's not going to be much chance for feedback. You know, they're going to be in qualifying trim. Everything all, all you know, decked out to run the, the, the fastest speed they can, tires pumped up, all this stuff. And then they're going to be in race trim when they get the green flag. So there's not going to be a lot of time for crew chiefs, race engineers, drivers to figure out, okay, what do we need here? What's this thing going to need? Is Are we going to get too tight? Are we going to get too loose? Is the grip level going to go away quickly or the tires going to go away going to be a lot of guessing games i know there's been a lot of race engineers and a lot of sim time being done for this race in all three series it's going to be interesting this this is going to be interesting and no ma'am it is not your daddy's <laughs> atlanta anymore not but that's anymore. why we love it right because we never know what to expect well they you know this you know it's always been like charlotte and some of the other places they always change it they want to keep up they don't want to have dull and even though the track was one of the driver's favorites when it was old and worn out tires fell off two and a half seconds over a tire run. They were up against the wall. They're fighting in there. It was fun. This is like, they're going to be white knuckled, like, oh gosh. And they're going to be two wide, three wide, clumped up together like they are at Talladega. But the sensation of speed is going to be like probably 50 times Talladega. The sensation of going fast in a very narrow place and their lap times are going to be really, really fast for a mile and a half racetrack. So uh, it's, this is going to be pretty exciting races. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on here. Um, so let's talk about how the season has gone for you all so far. I feel like it's been kind of a little bit of like a, a roller coaster as uh, the start to the season sometimes is. How would you evaluate uh, where you guys are right now? Yeah, so that's pretty fair. Uh, Daytona, we obviously went down there and had a tremendous amount of speed and um, ended up salvaging a, a decent finish out of it, but, but ultimately had the capability to win that race between our two cars and uh, we're not able to, to quite execute that so uh, a strong start but not everything that we had hoped for uh, you know headed out west and went to Fontana and had a, had a decent day there uh, you know took a lot of, of working on it to get close for, for ourselves the six was better there uh, you know Vegas was kind of right there as well like, like in the hunt until we got got put in the fence there, kind of mid-race. Um, never ultimately were able to recover from that and, and get back rolling to the same speed we had before. So uh, the speed was there. And then uh, if uh, I go to Phoenix, uh, you know that was the best car that we've had at Phoenix in a, in a very long time. Uh, fired off, were able to move forward about 10 spots right from the get-go. Uh, you know had. Um, uh, a little bit of an issue on pit road one time and lost the transition. We were able to get it back and had some more really good stops on pit road that helped recover us. Uh, overall, just a, a solid day. And then, you know, those late race restarts, they um, they, they get a little wild and uh, we ended up behind the, uh, the 111 uh, blockade there at one point and, and definitely didn't do us any favors either uh, being able to use any of our momentum. So, um, 
ends up 15th there. Probably had a better day. We definitely had a better day than that. Uh, so it, I don't feel like our finishes necessarily represent where our, our start of the season's been, but uh, but it's been a good start, and we just gotta gotta keep working on on getting to the end with uh, with the same amount of, of speed and potential that we have. At the I feel like. Uh, uh Roush Fenway Kozlowski and you specifically were one of the hottest teams at the end of last season. Uh, got the win at Bristol and really started to seem to be uh, maybe turning a corner and, and upward momentum swing there. Do you feel like that's ca- uh, carried over or uh, how do you feel like you know the, the steps that you made last year have, have carried over into this year? Yeah, I would say that um, we definitely had a lot of momentum last year. The, the Bristol race was strong for us. Uh, the win was obviously the, the highlight. Then um, you know, we had some strong runs at the end of the year. Uh, Brad had the pole at Texas at a mile and a half, which we felt like was the main tracks that we were struggling at last season. Uh, so that was some good momentum as well, and, and felt like that was kind of putting us on the right track. That set us up for, um, for really a good start to this season. We you always hope and, and work hard to make sure everything transfers over as well as possible, but um, but it is tricky to, to get through an off-season when everybody has this much time to work on their stuff, so I do feel like we did a good job, and uh, we fired off in a good spot. We're, we're very competitive. We're not to the point where we are, are race-winning cars every week yet, um, but we're like one step below that. Uh, we're just one small set of adjustments away from being able to really uh, really have a shot to win week in and week out right now. How difficult is it to maneuver in that space with the next-gen car? Because I feel like there's probably, I don't know, 20 cars that are saying what you're saying right now. Uh, everybody is just really close together, it seems like. And, and that's honestly realistic. Um, you, know, you think about our qualifying times last week, um, you know, we, we were... Uh, Going back, we were a tenth of a second off of uh, of Brad on the 17 side, and he qualified fourth, and then we qualified 21st. So uh, you're looking at extremely small numbers. Uh, there is a lot of very competitive race cars in the field, uh, a lot of very competitive teams. So it, it's it is all small windows. Uh, it's just going to be a, a matter of who can can make those right adjustments and, and, and get it figured out at the right times. It, it's going to be tricky. Uh, we're just, we are, we're in a small box with this car and what we can adjust ourselves and what we can control and we got to keep, keep fighting to, to figure out what exactly that is and, and where we can find little, uh, little advantages here or there. This week you go to Atlanta. Do you guys treat that track down like Daytona and Talladega? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I feel like I don't have a good answer for it yet. Um, sitting here thinking about Atlanta and Yes, it is a speedway type race, but also it is very much a handling racetrack. Uh, even though the grip level is high, uh, the radiuses are very tight, and you, you're going to move around a lot. You're going to chase the car. Uh, and we've seen uh, a lot of a uh, lot of accidents there the last two races with the new configuration. So, uh, you know, we, we have some some concerns about survivability to the end and, and not getting caught up in a mess or, or not creating your own. Um, you know, it, it is very much, you've got to have the speed to be able to lead and uh, 
breed of, of racetrack, at least until that, that surface wears out, hopefully rapidly, um, and, and gets gets more age on it, I think that'll help it uh, kind of go back towards uh, what, what would the old Atlanta be or a, or a mile and a half style racetrack. I know that drivers want to win every weekend, but is there a, a, a track coming up soon that you guys have, have circled or someplace maybe that you just really want to win uh, at coming up soon? Texas is still home, so um, even if it's it's not the big track, it's still Coda, it's still, um, still home track, so that one's pretty high on the list. Also, road courses were extremely strong for us last season, so uh, I'd say that's a, a very uh, very good possibility for us, and we are going to work hard to be as good as possible um, every week. But but Coda is definitely sharp on the mind here. Um, and we get through that, and uh, we got a handful of others that we feel like we'll be competitive at, and um, you know be be in the hunt. We just got to like we were talking about making some of those smaller adjustments to get there. But uh, we felt like road courses. And, uh, and a good handful of short tracks last year, we were in the hunt to win several of them. So uh, we just got to make small, small tuning and, and adjustments on what we had, and we'll be, we'll be a good opportunity to go make that, uh, make that hope our, our reality. So uh, I would say in the immediate future, what we're looking at is. So as promised, for my final thought, we're going to talk about Atlanta, earmuffs, Bristol my favorite track not okay it's how it's you got to qualify this like the people of bristol are great uh the racing at bristol is good but i'm a i come from a, a background of loving indie cars and i love just straight out flat out speed and bristol's a whole different type of racing than that so the first time i sat in turn one of atlanta is when i became hooked on racing um i've learned to appreciate and really loved learn to love short track racing, but that's not the background that I came from. So Atlanta's always going to have a special place in my heart because that's the moment I, I decided I liked NASCAR. It's not that Atlanta anymore. Different track, different configuration. It's now a super speedway as opposed to a mile and a half intermediate type track. As I alluded to in the uh, intro to this show, I don't hate this type of racing as much as I thought I would when I went down last July for my first race in Atlanta in almost 12 years. Um, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I didn't love it. I, I think I still would prefer the old Atlanta, but it certainly made for some exciting racing. And the thing that I loved about it is it gives another track on the schedule where anyone can win, right? Corey LaJoy darn near won that race last year. And there were a lot of drivers that were up front that you don't normally see up front and the more of that we can get in the sport i am all for so is atlanta ruined a lot of people say yes i'm kind of holding judgment on that i want to see how this week goes i want to see how the track ages so maybe i want to see how both the races this year go uh, because also one bad race does not mean a pattern for me so i'm excited for atlanta i love this race weekend and i cannot wait to see what happens this week in Atlanta. So thanks for joining us on the backstretch and we'll see you next week.